G'day sports fans, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Sports by Fright podcast coming at you on Friday afternoon, happy weekend and because it is Friday, let's crack open a cold one, shall we? Get a nice crisp single fin going for this episode of the Sports by Fry pod. Coming at you just a little bit before Friday night footy hits, obviously a lot of fantasy coaches out there have been hitting me with their questions all day muchly appreciated i do enjoy giving back to the fantasy community and if you've got some throughout the weekend feel free to keep shooting them through on twitter and instagram or whatever your preferred social media platform is but now that in the nba conference semi-finals we've got all the series two games in i did think about doing this podcast saturday morning after boston and philly and then denver and phoenix play game three but i just want to talk about for 10 or 15 minutes my little takeaways from the two games that have been played so far in each of the four series that are live so let's get into another episode all right i'm not going to take long like i said pretty quick fire thoughts here let's start out east let's look at boston versus philadelphia obviously james harden was the star of the show in game one tied his career high with 45 points because there's a lot of credit and kind of stunk it up the next night shot two of 14 in game two not ideal but that is the full james harden effect in full swing. I do think that Boston's still going to win this series. And I think there's a lot of people talking about the fact that Joel Embiid probably should have rested for game two, but anything can happen in the playoffs. So I don't hate the idea of getting him back. He did look a little bit rusty and out of sorts. He hasn't played for, I think it's 12 days, but Boston did a really good job of defending him, defending the Sixers as a whole in game two. So this series is pretty interesting. Obviously Joel Embiid doesn't look like he's going to be at the peak of his powers anytime soon. And Boston on the other side have been very wishy-washy this postseason. I thought we'd at least by now have a couple more uh, good games from Jason Tatum, but that hasn't been the case. And I think when he and Jalen Brown are both pushing towards 30 points each, that's when Boston looks the most dangerous. They got a lot of help from their depth in game two. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon played great off the bench. Malcolm, uh, Malcolm Smart, Marcus Smart had a couple of bright moments as well. But Grant Williams is the player that I thought is really intriguing from a Boston standpoint. He came in as the disruptor and the defender against Joel Embiid, primary defender, you could call it. He also made four threes. I feel like Boston was shooting the lights out. Anyone was making a three in that game. And if Grant Williams is out there making life hard for Joel Embiid, he'll still probably get close to his 30 every night. But I do think that he can help disrupt some of the MVP's flow. So with regards to the rest of this series, game three may be done by the time you're listening to this. I know it tips off relatively early. Uh, WA time tomorrow, depending if you're an East Coast or West Coast Australian fan, or shout out to the international crew out there. You might be watching this game uh, in the evening, but I'm talking a little bit of bullshit. Basically, I think the game three is pretty important from a Philadelphia standpoint. They're back home. James Harden has had his two uh, polar opposites, you could call it, of playoff performances. And if he's performing a little bit better, doesn't have to go for 45 every night. But if he can get back to being the pick and roll type of guy, getting his 20 points, 10 assists, and Embiid's getting close to 30, then the Sixers are right in this. Does come down a little bit to their bench because I feel like on the other side, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are going to have theirs and they're going to get close. Jalen Brown might be the best player in the playoffs at the moment, not named Nikola Jokic, no offense to the big dog, but it is going to be very intriguing to see which type of James Harden shows up in game three. Nixon Heat's also locked at one apiece. Two pretty close games, and I think 
this is the toughest series to kind of dictate who a clear favorite is. Obviously, Jimmy Butler got hurt in game one, late in game one, and he didn't sit, uh, didn't play in game two, sat out, and that allowed the Knicks to potentially get the win. I don't know if things would be the same with Butler on the court, but Miami, they don't have the stars. They have really solid role players that know their role, but they also have guys that can step up when Butler is out and they were able to make game two somewhat competitive. So it's pretty interesting in this series to see that Butler missed game two, Julius Randall missed game one and the health of those two dudes moving forward could have a major impact on who wins this series. I'm still siding with the Knicks, but I would not be shocked if either of these two teams won the next three and ended business. Game three is going to be a very, very close contest. And I think Set the stage is set for Jimmy Butler to come out back in Miami and have a ripper. Depends on how hurt he is, though. Obviously, we've talked about how Joel Embiid's health is impacting the other Eastern Conference semifinals series. And if Julius Randle can't go as well or he gets hurt, has to miss a game, is playing a lower load, then it comes down to a little bit of what Obi Topman, Isaiah Hartenstein, Stein, Stein, Stein can uh, give you. And Mitchell Robinson has a really good series against Cleveland and he's still going to be a beast on the boards. Pretty much comes down to role players in this one. I know that Josh Hart and RJ Barrett have been good for the Knicks from a starting standpoint. Jalen Brunson is the rudder for that steers that New York Knicks ship. So if you get some hot shooting from, let's say someone like Gabe Vincent or Caleb Martin uh, from a Miami standpoint, even Kevin Love, he's been able to knock down a couple of shots and had a pretty good playoffs so far. That could swing things in either of the team's favor. I'm still picking the Knicks. I don't know if they'll be able to snag game three, but I feel like this is destined to go the distance and they'll probably head back to MSG for game five with a series nodded at two apiece. Turning my attention to the West, the Nuggets and Suns is going to be a bit of a boil over. I think that last game was the one that I feel like Phoenix needed to get. However, if you look at it, they've just kind of, gone through the motions and done what you need to do in a playoff series. They've stayed competitive, but now they're shifting back home. Even though they're down 0-2, I don't expect the Nuggets will sweep them. And I think that they can still put up a pretty big fight with superstars like Kevin Durant and Devin Booker as the stars of the show. But I don't think they're going to beat the Nuggets. I don't know if this one's going to go seven, like I initially said, because now Chris Paul's hurt as well. Phoenix really lacks some serious depth. They only had four bench points in the entire playoff. So you listening to this and me had four fewer points than the entire Phoenix Suns bench in game two. And on the other side, the Denver Nuggets, because they do bat quite deep, we've seen how important that their depth is going to be for their charge towards a ring. Aaron Gordon has been up and down a little bit the first couple of games, but had a ripper first half of game one. Jamal Murray struggled to find his shot a little bit in game two, but they were able to lean on some of their other guys. KCP has been big hitting shots. And I think that the Nuggets are a better team. And obviously the depth factor after trading for Kevin Durant, the Phoenix Suns don't have as many able bodies that they can throw around and cause issues for the Nuggets. And Nikola Jokic in the paint is still, in my eyes, the MVP. Just quickly on that, I've actually kind of changed my mind. I think he should have been the MVP. And I haven't really taken a lot of playoff things into account. When JLo and I were hanging out in Melbourne, he posed a pretty good question that I think summarizes the whole argument. He was saying that if you didn't know who won, the MVP the last couple of years. Let's say that Giannis, Joel Embiid, and Nikola Jokic didn't have an MVP between them. Who should have won this year? And I think smart basketball fans will say that Jokic should have won. So I know that Joel Embiid won and deserves it because he had a fantastic individual season. He helped Philadelphia claim the three seed out out east and led the league in scoring for a second consecutive year. 
But Nikola Jokic might be the best player in the game. And I know that there's some contentious, uh, it might be a contentious statement. There's a lot of people who will dictate and uh, think that different people deserve to have that honor. Giannis is obviously no scrub, even though they lost in the first round. He was still individually brilliant and hurt. So there wasn't a lot separating the three. But yeah, I think that Jokic is proving how important and valuable he is to this Nuggets team. And as a result, they're probably going to take care of Phoenix in five or six games. Last series out West, we got the Lakers and the Warriors. Hot shooting from Golden State in the second and third quarter. Saw them score 40 points in both of those periods. And they blew the doors off the Lakers in game two. Clay Thompson hit eight threes. Steph Curry was more of a a traditional point guard. He wasn't exactly the flamethrower that we've all come to know and love, but they didn't stop Golden State from putting the herd on the Los Angeles Lakers. This is going to be interesting because I did side with Golden State and a bit of their championship pedigree prior to this series tipping off. And we got a massive monster Anthony Davis game in game one. And then he kind of looked like a shell of himself again in game two, very similar to James Harden, one might argue. But I think from a defensive standpoint, this Lakers team can challenge and restrict Golden State somewhat. They're not going to have hot shooting nights every game of the series, and that may play into the Lakers' hands if they're able to grind it down, slow down the pace of the game, get a couple of stops, and then they can let LeBron operate in isolation and dissect teams like he's been doing for the last two decades, then we might see the Lakers go on a bit of a tear and win a couple of consecutive games. But at the moment, it's really tough to pinpoint who I think is the favorite in this series. I know the betting favorite probably sides with Golden State, but the series is shifting back to the Lakers' uh, home arena, and obviously we know Golden State's troubles on the road. I think similar to the Knicks series, this will probably be knotted up at two apiece when we do roll into game five. But I won't be shocked if that isn't the case and Golden State's able to win a couple of games or the Lakers defend home court and they're able to win two in a row as well. But pretty interesting times in that Western Conference series. Sets up a very intriguing matchup for whoever wins that, most likely against Jokic and the Nuggets. And I think that that Western Conference Finals will be much better than the Eastern Conference Finals. I still side a little bit with Boston or Philadelphia if they take care of business and they clash with the Knicks or Heat, I'll probably favour the two or three seed in Boston or Philly. But after two games, there's, like I said, some interesting storylines. I'm very intrigued to see how this weekend's slate of games unfold in game three and who's able to wrestle momentum in the series that are tied so that they can roll into game four riding a high. That's it. Like I said, not a lengthy podcast, but I just had a couple of basketball thoughts that I wanted to spit out there before game three's got underway this weekend. I'll be back with the next pod wrapping up everything from an AFL fantasy perspective after the weekend. And I'll probably spend five or 10 minutes just talking a bit of basketball stuff as well. So as always, appreciate you for tuning into this podcast. Have a great weekend. Till next time. Peace. Peace.